All right, we're recording. Um, <laughs> I have to go back. Oh, I put it in the wrong thing. <laughs> Dan hates the Beatles. What was our last episode? Let me see. Sort the Yoko episodes. Yoko fucking takes everything from us. Yoko takes. Yoko take the wheel. Yoko. <laughs> um, we did. Oh, here it is. We here did it Bowie. Is. Yeah. Um, Wings. I don't know if we've done Ringo's first one. I don't think we have. We did one on 420. I don't know what we covered. Ooh. Well, if we did it before, I'm sorry. <clears throat> okay. I think it'll. I think it'll be very clear to us if we did. I do have. Uh... As Fred Durst said, "Play that effing track." Okay. Taking out the trash. Oh, if you're wondering, is that Ramsey Lewis performing back in the USSR? You would be correct because it is. Yeah. Just like we're back in the podcast star. We're back in the podcast star. <laughs> uh, Welcome back to, to how do we do this? I'm uh, Dan. I hate the Beatles. This is Dan hates the Beatles. Oh yeah, I'm Josh. It's I like Josh. the Beatles. You hate the Beatles. <laughs> Wait, before I even take this time, do you do you love the Beatles? No. Oh okay. no, I sure don't. I mean, maybe you did. We just <laughs> no, had a, oh god, show. no. Hate them more than ever. Is that true? I mean, has your opinion? I mean, it's been a long time. Since we started the project, um, been, we've been through a pandemic. A few, um, you know, a few things have happened. I think I have. I think my dislike of them is more nuanced. Um, I think I have a. I can definitely have a better conversation about why I hate the Beatles as a cultural thing. So this, it sort of backfired because before you just had a general hate, but now your your hatred of mm-hmm. them is like more weaponized and sharper than ever. Yeah, but I also have an actual appreciation for some of the music, oh. and I, hmm, I think it's weird. I think the Beatles in general has become an interesting topic. For for me, because anytime someone starts talking about them, <laughs> I just start laughing. <laughs> and and someone will you've been <laughs> someone will look at me. They're like, "What?" Like, yeah, you don't know. <laughs> nice. Keep talking. I, I forgot. I, uh, I don't know if you hear that music, or that noise in the background, but that's my baby's noise machine. Oh, this is although. Oh. And that was Josh's way of letting all of you know that he had a baby. Actually, he create he contributed to the creation of a, a human yeah. a human baby. He didn't actually like birth Mm-mm. the child. He just turned one. Little um, 
John Ringo Garcia was born on seven. What if I did that? No, that's not his name. His name's Benjamin, but uh, yes, yeah, he just turned one last week, so that's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. Anyway, so you're saying that um, um, you oh, you do have a pre- an appreciation for some of their music. I, I, more so, I have an appreciation for. Um, I think our journey with the Beatles, sure, not necessarily connected to like the Beatles were the vehicle that we took mm-hmm. to get there. So that was fun. Baby, you can drive my Go vehicle. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think that that's that's normal to have a generally fond feeling about the experience. That sure. still. I still hate the fucking Beatles. Sure, stuff. sure, sure. Now, how about you? I um, mine hasn't changed either. I still, I still like them a lot. You know, I still, I still think what I've always thought, which is, they're they have a lot of, they have a vast catalog of of really good songs. This is brought to you by Lacroix, by the way. Oh, that's right. Um, a lot of catchy stuff, and the lyrics, you know, aren't their strong suit. That Except what, when they are, and we're supposed to think that they're important. I, in that case, that part I don't. I don't. Right, agree. you don't have. You don't I, carry that baggage. I, I, that I, do. I never thought that they're. But, but that's the thing between you and I is that. Um, well, that's why we can do this. I think why we can have this conversation because if you were one of those people who were like, "No, you don't understand. This is this is the most important music ever." No. I, I wouldn't have made it longer than two episodes. Right, but yeah, but we we have that. You you definitely appreciate or you care more about lyrics than I do. Um, I just I see lyrics as a vehicle to a vocal melody, and I don't really care what they say unless they transgress so hard that, that it turns me off of a song, which happens a lot. Not a lot, a few times when like that's just a stupid lyric, and now I hate this stupid song. Not for the Beatles, but for other other no, artists. Yeah, but um. Yeah. But uh, anywho, so we've uh, it's been a long time. We shouldn't have left you without a dope podcast to listen to, and we are happy to be back. I don't remember <laughs> what we've covered, what's been going on. We barely remember how we to do this. We don't know what's going on, but we're just going to jump back in. So we're we do know that we're on a solo. We've we've exhausted all the Beatles albums. We've gone through the solo stuff a little bit. Um, I think we've gone through Wings. <laughs> Um, I don't think we got to Wings. Are, are you sure? Cause I yeah, because I think that we were going to do... I think we were going to cover Wings while eating Wings. And that never happened. Oh, well then maybe, yeah, I guess we didn't. <laughs> I thought there was an episode entitled, like, Wings something. Uh, quarantine Wings? Oh. Did we, did, did we do one during quarantine? I don't, honestly, that whole time period is, like, a dream that... Yeah. I, I think I might have had. world. <laughs> Oh, by the way, did you see the... Morbius? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> did you see Morbius? Of course I've seen Morbius. The question is, how many times have you seen Morbius? I saw it once. Are you I serious? Actually, yeah. I, um, I haven't seen that fucking movie. <laughs> yeah, no. I, I, was at, I was at families. I was visiting family and... Um, one thing we love to do, my family loves to do, is watch movies. And my, my parents have 
have like they're retired now, so all they do is watch movies. So they've seen everything. Yeah. So they're really into whatever's new. Like, give me the new stuff. I don't care what it is. We're going to watch it. And um, and so we watched Morbius. And I don't know if it was <laughs> just this, just I don't know if hearing anyone say those words yeah. is funny to me. <laughs> I don't, I don't know if we watched it legally. I don't know because uh, <laughs> um, my brother-in-law knows how to torrent stuff, but um, we watched it. You know, I, I I didn't think it was so bad. I'll be honest. I I, uh, I think it's more that some people think it was so good. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, or maybe there. What I what I really think happens is that it's it's Jared Leto, mm-hmm. and he's one of the internet's personas known grotas. Um, where it's like I think people have kind of turned on him and kind of think he's a douche. And he might be. I don't know. I don't. I don't really have an opinion on him. But like, was Morbius like a top twenty even uh, Marvel flick? No, probably not. I don't think it was the worst one. Um, I've seen a lot worse. I don't know. Why are we talking about Morbius? Well, why aren't more people talking about Morbius? It was fine. I don't know. I don't know. But I was going to ask you if you've seen. The that that Beatles documentary. No, I haven't. I saw like the first ten minutes of it, and then I um I got I got bored rather quickly. It's the Peter Jackson thing, right? Maybe I just wasn't in the mood. Yeah, like I'm sure it gets good at some point where they start like playing music, but they're just kind of fucking around, and I don't know. But maybe we should watch it and do an episode on that. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure the fans are clamoring for that. (laughs) Who knows? We've we've. Let's. We've talked too much without playing some music. So how about we do this? We're going to okay. start with. We're going to cover Ringo Starr today, his first solo album, Sentimental Journey, and the first track. Can you guess what it's called? Back in the USSR. No, it's called Sentimental Journey. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wait. So before we get into Ringo's music, I'm curious what you think we are in for. Oh, God. No idea. Didn't he do like, was he the one who did like cowboy shit? He did some cowboy shit. Cause I, so I listened to some Ringo on the way over here yeah. and the first half of the first track, I was like, Oh God, this is bad. But then it started occurring to me that this is a person who sat and watched and I'm using an air quotes here, the most wonderful band ever yeah. make music Mm-hmm. And make decisions, mm-hmm. and he was just kind of sitting behind a drum kit, going like, eh, "Why not? I mean, <laughs> why don't you just do th- this? Doesn't have to be a, 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 an argument. Just do the easy thing." I think we're gonna hear music that is very much in that vein, and I think it'll be interest. I think it'll be like Beatles music put into a blender, like. It'll sound like Beatles, but in a way that's very like almost like an alien trying to. It's it'll be like Beatles as a second language. Here's my prediction, and I I've done no research on this yet, but I will after we listen to at least a couple of songs. I th- I don't know how talented a songwriter Ringo is. I know that the joke is that he's the least talented one. And he's lucky to be there. Um, but maybe he's... I don't know. But I feel like he's cashing in. Mm-hmm. He's striking while the iron's hot. 
probably has people writing his songs for him, and he's like, oh, without any shame, just like, like whatever. You've heard us, right? Okay, yeah. just do the Beatles and <laughs> give it to me. But I also think that he had enough input to make it sound goofy. I think it's going to yeah, sound like yeah. goofy. And I think that I think a benefit will be different instrumentation because you won't have three people insisting on being brilliant yeah. instrumentalists. Okay. It'll just be like, okay, just bring the kazoo in. Fuck it. Okay, so right. let's jump in. And you know what? It's This album's called Sentimental Journey. Sentimental Journey. It's on Spotify or YouTube or whatever. Um, I don't know if I'll find the time to edit this and like <laughs> put the actual track. Um, as you've noticed, we've also had some, several of our episodes taken down. I don't know why, if Yoko some and not others, but... It. So I don't know if I want to put the track on here. So just listen along at home, you know. All right, I'll play. I'll play this in the background. Yeah, you, you'll you'll hear us listening to it. Yeah. yeah. All right, here we go. Sentimental journey. Three, two, one, go. Sounds sentimental. There's that goofy. I feel like it's, you know, when you talk to people that you're waiting for them to say the next thing, Mm -hmm. and it's just slow enough that it feels like torture. So right off the bat, it feels very goofy. It's like that. That, that uh, is that a horn or is like? I think it's a saxophone. Saxophone. I'm not. Yeah. No part of me is upset that we're listening to this on an iPad because I don't. I don't think we're less, missing anything. No. Um, I feel like the song is drunk. It has that country saloon vibe that he's like trying to accomplish, mm-hmm. but like barely. Like this could, this would be playing like at a saloon, but like a saloon that's on a soap opera, like not a real saloon, or like a cartoon saloon. Ooh, we got some strings in there. Oh, the Wawa. That That's yeah. some serious Wawa. My goodness. So, what's interesting to me is that this is. If this were to be on, like, the second. Side of the second album of Rubber Soul. There's two. That's a two disco, right? I think. Sure. Yeah. Why not? It would it would be one of those tracks where it's just like, yeah, sure, okay, they did it. <laughs> but what I'm feeling is like we're supposed to kind of not like this based on how people feel about Ringo. Like this is supposed to be like. I guess what I'm trying to say is like if I if I'm listening to this and I think this is shit, 
mm-hmm. I can actually say that out in the world, and any jackass would be like, oh, yeah, it's all shit. Yeah. And that lack of pressure makes it okay for me. Like, why not just have it be this? So, I don't know if we... This feels familiar. I don't know. Sorry if we've we've covered this album, but who gives a shit? Um, (laughs) He... The album is a collection of pre-rock and roll standards that Star recalled from his childhood in Liverpool. Uh-huh. So does that mean you speak music lingo? Does that mean these yes. these are not original songs? These are, not original these are just songs. old songs. That this is his version of his uh, version. Of, his pen, this is his pinups for you deep dive Bowie fans out there. He recruited George Martin to produce the sessions. <laughs> yeah, I've done my research now. Um, I mean, he's. I would imagine that he's not doing anything else. <laughs> Listen to this first sentence on the background section. Despite his limited songwriting experience, Ringo Starr was encouraged to make a solo album by his, by his Beatles bandmates as like a joke. Uh, get out the, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the, the uh, Kung Pao, I think we've made that reference before, that yeah. they teach him, uh, teach him to do everything wrong. Yeah. <laughs> We train him wrong as a joke. Yeah, I, 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 I could just imagine. Like, I mean, granted, they all hate each other and they're not hanging out or anything, but like, I could picture them hanging out like separately, like Ringo being like, "Hey, I got you some Taco Bell. Let's hang out and play yeah. video games or something." And it's just like, so what's it like? What's it like having your own like musical career? And it's like, I don't know, fucking just do it yourself, Ringo. Come on. <laughs> yeah, it's like, come on, dude, do it. Stop talking to me. Like I gotta go. <laughs> so uh, this feels so familiar. So <laughs> there's an episode called "The Solo Years Part Two. Ringo gets tricked, goes, <laughs> goes country, and gets roasted. Does that mean we covered this? Maybe. I mean, let's, let's listen I, to it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> And then we can sue ourselves. <laughs> Someone like selling CDs at a street fair. Yeah. Hold on. Things are the way they are. Yeah. Oh, did we did? Yes. And I, <laughs> I want to see if we like made the same joke. Yeah, okay. Let's, too. Yeah, here we go. Here we go. Oh, let's yeah. see if we we're actually good this. at what we do. Uh, so that man made uh, an album. Hold on. Let's. <laughs> All right, hold on. Sorry. Some backstory on this. Uh, some background on this thing. Um, the idea for a solo album first came from the rest of the Beatles, who said that Star should do a solo record, despite his minimal songwriting abilities. <laughs> Again, this is the guy from uh, uh, Kung Pao. There it is. There it is. <laughs> made the same shit. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, to totally, to totally do it. Do, do a solo album. Oh, God, you have it in you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> listen, watch those commercials. All right, let's let's go to we listen to the song. What are you doing? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Oh, I think that was my Brian Eno. 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's my that is my brain Daniel impression. He sounds nothing like that. Let's see where we have to say. This is a great pod, by this the way. This is. <laughs> it's, it's true to form, certainly. Yeah. Even the horns are like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> we were funnier then. Yeah. <laughs> we were rusty. <laughs> we should just go listen to every episode. Yeah. <laughs> Jerry Lewis. Nice. That was good. Good stuff. I just said it sounds like a cartoon. Yeah, that's good. See, what you're listening to now is two people who have very, very bad memories. Yes. <laughs> listening to themselves and legitimately not remembering any of it and going, oh, that was really funny. <laughs> and I. You're calling him an inter, interdimensional. I traveler. like that better. Man, we we got to get back to that level. <laughs> okay, let's go to the next album then. If you happen to come, if you happen to have come over here from the Supreme Resort, and this is your encouragement to start with, I think episode three is the one to start with. Oh yeah, we didn't hit our stride till. Oh yeah, because look, this is Belcua Blues. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> oh, yeah, this is when he gets tricked into doing country. Uh, yeah. I think we might. I'm just going to pick one. Yeah. Because look at that album cover. That was what I was going to say. Good night, Vienna. That's. We're apparently, start with... this is where he gets into some really interesting stuff. Good night, Vienna. <sighs> well, we're going to jump into the first track and then I'll do my research. All right, here we What's go. What's the first track called? I'll give you a guess. <laughs> It's a good night, Vienna. <laughs> Actually, sentimental journey. No. <laughs> yes, good night, Vienna. I mean, he's tr- he he's consistent. <laughs> like you and I doing a podcast, yeah. you know, we have the same the same I, shit. I, I think I think it's like it's kind of like he's got to know, right? He's gonna just be like, "Fuck it," just that's the title track. Yeah. <laughs> this is what I do. All right. Hmm. Oh. This could very easily be a Paul McCartney track. Yeah. Excuse me. And just throw in Paul McCartney singing about how he used to be in the Beatles, and it's a Paul McCartney song. Leaning in a little hard on that line. I mean, the vocals are not good, but I got to give him credit for like doubling up the vocals. Like you can tell he he knows he's not a strong singer. Yeah. Ooh. Oh. Okay. Is this? More or less uncomfortable than when Paul McCartney tries to do his aggro rock guy thing. Less. I agree. I think Ringo's solo career might really benefit from 
like lowered expectations. For sure. Like I'm I don't hate this. Because I went into it knowing that I'm gonna listen to a Ringo Starr album. If I heard it on the radio, I'd be like, okay, whatever, I'll skip this, but yeah, if this were if this were played in like a public setting like the Beatles often are, I would just think, well, this is a weird choice, but whatever. I would actually love if I was like at let's face it, a Harris Casino or something mm-hmm. and I saw Ringo Starr and his All-Star Orchestra performing live and the tickets were 30 bucks or less. I would absolutely go, mainly to see who's there. Yes. And I feel like a third of the people would be people just like us who are there just to be like, I got to see what this is. Yeah. Everyone in the audience has their own Beatles (laughs) podcast. (laughs) So apparently John Lennon, I think he wrote that one. He contributed to this album. His last album before this one was just simply titled Ringo and apparently was a hit. Um, But we're not interested in that right now. (laughs) Let's go to the next song, which is called Acapella, spelled with an O. Acapella? Like acapella with an O at the beginning. Ocapella. Ocapella. Or like Occam's Razor. Oh, God. John Lennon had to be involved with that shit. Spell it with an O. (laughs) It's going to blow the minds. Yeah. I saw it in a cereal box. <laughs> <laughs> like Occam's Razor. Is Occam's Razor, is that the one where it's whatever can go wrong, will go wrong? No, or that's that... Murphy's Law. Well, okay, so that one's the simplest explanation. Is yes. The... Okay. Yes. Like America has always been a fascist country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. the simplest one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now that I'm looking at this album cover, you told me that or you didn't tell me, well, you told me a long time ago, but on that, as we're listening to the last, that one um, podcast episode that we did on Cinema Journey, you, <laughs> yes, you posited that Ringo might be an interplanetary, interdimensional, interdimensional yes. traveler. And uh, I think we have proof just looking just at the cover. Look at the album cover. I folks. think it's hidden in plain sight. Come to your own conclusions. <laughs> to your own research. Do your own research. As long as you come to the same conclusions that I've come yeah. to. And choose which facts are actual facts. <laughs> Can you tell we've, we've gotten more angry? <laughs> Here's Acapella from Ringo Starr. Yeah! Oh, God. Love the horns. Or sax. That's a horn, that's a horn section. Eric Clapton on horns. So these horns are confident. Oh, God. I'm... This... I don't know what this song is doing to my brain. It's... It's... Uh, ooh. My, my... Well... <laughs> my question is... Like, why? Like, what's... 
just enjoy your life, man. Like, I mean, does this sound like a man who really loves music and wants to be no. doing this? No, no. It's no. like what? Just you were in the Beatles, man. Like, just go live your life. You know, you don't have to do this. But I think he probably knows, or his management knows. I bet it's his management. I bet there's someone in management that's just like Ringo. Look. You could release an album of you just farting, and there's gonna be a market for it. Like there will always be. Like, you can convince thirty percent of any audience, or of any group, that anything is good or true or whatever. And I think that this is just playing by numbers. I think it's just, it's just like, yeah, you, you're just put out. You don't have to care. You could literally phone it in. Yeah. I I mean, we'll have the songs written for you. Just show up and have some creative input and, but not really just kind of like spin the wheel of influences and be like, uh, let's okay. This one. Okay. Reggae. And then, okay. And soul. And what else is it going to be? Uh, Disco, sure, why not? Let's just throw those things together. It certainly feels like we've we we we've got the first musical AI machine that we just feed certain tracks and it spits out a song. Yeah, and you have Ringo there to be like, well, if it were a Beatles album, this is what it would sound like, and they'd be like, oh, okay, so let's make that choice. I bet that's it. I bet he's he's just there to like to be there and to sprinkle like anytime there's a creative decision that's like, okay, should it be this or this? Then they just go, Ringo, what would, what would George Martin do? We'll probably do this. Okay. Like we're going to do that then. What would George Michael do? <laughs> that's the real question. <laughs> what would Jesus do? <laughs> I wanted to interrupt um, the songs for just some Ringo star trivia. <laughs> Cause why not? I don't know. Uh-huh. His website, <laughs> like like the header, like the what, what do you what, I don't even know what you call it, but like you know when you're on the on those Google search results, there's like uh-huh. it's Ringo Star, peace, hey. peace and love. Uh huh. Let me guess, is it neon? Well, let's click. I, I was on the Google search page. Oh, so okay, okay. I'm gonna. I want to try to guess what the peace and love the official site for Ringo Star. Um, what the there, de- design choices are. There is. He's doing a hand gesture. Can you guess what? It's a peace sign. You're a wizard. <laughs> He's wearing sunglasses. Yes. Uh, blue jacket? Blue shiny jacket? Uh, no. Oh, is it shiny? Actually, no. What? This is going to... This one... I don't know if you can guess what kind of jacket... If you can call it a jacket he's wearing... On like the straight the, check, it's um, it's think Russian, uh, a bear jacket, <laughs> a jacket made he, out of bears. he has like an Adidas like track jacket. Oh God! Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, that's awesome. Look that! Oh my God, that's perfect. The peace symbol necklace. There's a little oh. that could be a neon heart there. He's wearing he, he's he looks like a, a Sasha Baron Cohen character. Yeah. For sure. I mean, um, and not just like in the sense that he always has to some extent, just like the fashion choice, get the sunglasses. I think he's wearing a tracksuit, but we can only see the top. Oh, my goodness. 
Um, has, when is he, is he going to be playing in Palm Springs sometimes? <laughs> I hope. <laughs> um, he is going on tour in September. Oh, hell yeah. When's he coming over here? Let's see. <laughs> When's he coming to... And is it going to be at Harris Casino? <laughs> San Jose. Uh-huh. Paso Robles. I don't know where that is. And then L.A. And that's all. When's he getting in L.A.? October 16th. <gasps> the Greek Theater. That's my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Coincidence? No. His latest tweet says, two days to go. Uh-huh. Peace and love, everybody. At noon, noon, peace and love. Uh-huh. Sunglass emoji. Uh-huh. Peace sign emoji. Uh-huh. Star emoji. <laughs> heart emoji. Rainbow emoji. I love it. Broccoli emoji. Oh! <laughs> Musical note emoji. <laughs> cherry emoji. What is Peace r- symbol emoji. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> what's that two what's in two days and why did he say noon who knows maybe he's maybe there's he's a video hold on there's a, a video. pipe bomb somewhere there's a video attached oh wait hold on oh it's two days ago Oh, oh, he's really, he's, okay, so he, he wanted the world at noon on 7-7-22 to just go peace peace and love while making the peace sign or even to think it. That's amazing. Let's analyze this tweet. Because if you'll notice, he's he's outside. Yeah, he's standing up. He starts at what seems to be ground level. Let's hit play. Yeah, opens his jacket, and then takes a step back and goes up a level, like he's standing on something, and then goes into the spiel about saying peace and love. So, I'm kind of having a change of opinion here because I. Something that I've learned about myself in the past two, three years or so Mm -hmm. is that my impression of people is often... That's Ringo out our door. (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) Peace of love. Sorry. (laughs) I heard you're talking shit. No, I'm going to say good things. Go back to the other dimension. It's fine. Please tell Yoko to stop trying to sue us. Fine. <laughs> Promise me one thing, though. What's that? Tomorrow at noon. At noon uh-huh. Two fingers out. And stick them in your bat. Don't, don't stick them on my nose. Say piss and love. Piss and love? I feel like you're trolling me now. <laughs> peace and love. Okay, peace and love. All Peace right. and love, Ringo. And remember to eat your broccoli. Okay, call eight five six Warriors to book your next Disney getaway. All right, bye. <laughs> that was close. Okay. Um, so <laughs> I've learned that I'm usually a pretty good read of character, mm-hmm. usually. Mm-hmm. But when I'm wrong, I'm like opposite wrong. Yeah. It's just as an example, 
just theoretically, like if I were perhaps like to be living with a person who was a malicious, evil little elf. Sure. I might suspect that he was just a helpless, you know, uh, harmless being um, Uh in theory. Um, It's... He might actually care. He might actually, like, be all in on this shit. And I think that 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 video... I mean, that's fucking hubris. That He's trying to get this whole, like, thing started of, like... Well, does he care? Is it hubris or both? I think it's... I think... I think he really thinks that, like... He can make a difference. I think, yeah. I think he really thinks that people are paying attention. Yeah. And I think that enough of his audience... Enough... There's enough carryover from the Beatles audience that he can actually get confirmation that people care and are paying attention. But in fact, they just want to see the only, one of the only remaining living Beatles do Beatles things. I love the first reply on Twitter <laughs> to this tweet. Uh-huh. Um, at least on the desktop here, it just says, um, it's really profound. <laughs> Does it say peace and love? <laughs> That that would be <laughs> too shallow. These are Beatles fans, man. Oh, okay. Ringo fans, you know. So this he has this tweet about saying peace and love. I want you to read the the first reply, which this person logged on, saw the tweet, and took the time to okay. write this powerful message out. Okay, hold on, let me get my glasses on. Ringo. <laughs> <laughs> Just says Ringo. Ringo. Yeah, just Ringo. Ringo. Not even a capital R, just yeah. Ringo. Ring, just it's a person Ringo. pointing at a thing and Ringo. going, that's Ringo. Yeah. <laughs> that's, Ringo. It could be a question. Ringo. 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 <laughs> um. <clears throat> this is why he, I want him to be the last living beetle. It, it's, it's the right thing. Yeah. It's what the world deserves. <laughs> Guess, um, <laughs> let's play a game. Let's uh, okay. so guess how many uh Twitter followers he has. Oh, god, uh, over a million, less than three million. Give me a proper number 2.5 million. Very close. Two million. Wow. Two million followers. Um, he's only following 14. <laughs> Who's he following? Who's he following? Elon okay. Musk. <laughs> okay. I'm going to give you five guesses. Okay. Okay. And there's 14 people he's following, or 14 okay. accounts, let's okay. say. Oh, so God. If you can get three out of five. I, I, I win. And and I there's there's at least three that they're not like these aren't like you know his cousin or something you right can, you can guess three of these accounts so okay um and they're people not entities both both okay okay so 
Uh oh, okay. Uh what who makes the the people that make symbols? Like Jidan or something like that? People that make symbol? Oh symbols. Symbols. Drum symbols. Drum symbols. Um It's like DJ something it's like Oh. <laughs> You think because he's a drummer yeah, yeah. and he loves I, drums so I much? I, even... <laughs> I think that that's he's thinking like, who should I follow? Well, I should probably follow uh, the drum manufacturer. Yeah, 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 I should. I should just follow the account called Drum <laughs> at Drum. I think he's that on the nose as okay. a person. Well, that's okay. Oh, for one. Okay, okay. Um, Sorry, he does not follow Drum or uh, Digijan or whatever. <laughs> he's it's uh, there's. Some liberal, there's at least, there's going to be some, I I think that he is probably in his heart conservative, but outwardly liberal. Mm -hmm. So I'm guessing Hillary Clinton. Oh, for two. Oh my God. Um, That's too, that's too political, man. That's too divisive to just follow uh, somebody like Hillary, you know? Right. She is an avid leftist as we all know. Yeah. yeah. Um, the revolutionary. Um, <laughs> Merck. I don't know why. <laughs> What's Merck? It's a pharmaceutical company. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> I, you know what? I, I bet he actually does follow Elon Musk. He does not. Oh, okay. You have one guess left. Um, Jordash. <laughs> <laughs> No. I mean, two of these are a gimme. Okay. Oh, uh, uh, dead John Lennon. <laughs> no. <laughs> Is there a dead John Lennon account? Probably. Be. Uh, Yoko? No. What? This is- Too divisive. Oh, well, okay. Uh, Paul McCartney. Paul McCartney, yeah. I couldn't think of the guy's name yeah. for a while. Well, what's the second one uh, that's a gimme? The Beatles. Oh, okay, The Beatles yeah. account. Jesus. Uh, the rest are uh, the World Health Organization. <laughs> of course. Okay. Okay. That... He follows somebody called the Jack Beat, J-A-C Beat, Fan Day the Beatles. This person has 335 followers, including Ringo Starr. I don't know who that is. Jenny Lewis, who's like a musician. Um, I bet it's somebody that like he toured with yeah, or was yeah, in the yeah. band or something. Todd Rundgren. Oh, that okay. That makes sense. Who's that dude? Another kind of not good. Oh God, he's one of those those musicians that like he's like people that are kind of obnoxiously into music tend to like, but nobody else. Okay. Dave Stewart slash Eurythmics. So I'm okay. he was yeah. in Eurythmics. Yeah, 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 yeah. David Lynch Foundation. Oh. Um, so I'm guessing he does he probably TM, uh, Transcendental Meditation. Yeah. That's admitted. Haley Goldback, MD. His um, chiropractor, probably. 2,500 followers. So some lady. Several people's chiropractor. Jimmy Page. Okay. Um, the Twitter verified account. The Twitter account, because you got to follow Twitter if you're on Twitter. What? I don't know. He's like he's like all of our grandpa grandfather. Joe Walsh. Yeah. Okay. And Lenny Kravitz. Those, Again, it's like that. It's the like spinning 14. the wheel of like. I'm gonna pick. 
Someone relevant. Just, someone just the most random assortment of dead John Lennon. <laughs> is there a dead John Lennon? Account? He is our musical peepop. I, I don't think there's an account, but well, the first make one. The first um, tweet that has the hashtag dead John Lennon. <laughs> Um, it's a reply. So somebody tweeted, uh, covering the Roger Stone trial juror quote, I am proud of how we came to our decision. We did not convict Mr. Stone based on his political beliefs. We convicted him of obstructing congressional investigation, lying during sworn testimony and tampering with the witness. And then somebody named banana Republic of the United Shesh tweeted hashtag dead. John Lennon is off to prison. Anyone think short-fingered fat Nixon will go visit him? Oh, I'm thinking he's he's referring to Roger Stone as dead John Lennon because of the glasses? Oh, probably. And then the other one is supposed to be Trump. Short-fingered Richard Nixon. That person's... Who tweeted that? Because we need to shame that person publicly. Banana Republic? That's something... Not well done. I don't know. Um... What are we doing? Oh, John Lennon. Oh no, he. I'm about to say he has a uh, he has a Twitter account, but it's just. Are you what? Wait, it is. Is this verified? Who runs it? Does Does John Lennon not? I bet you know what. I bet um, John Kennedy. John Kennedy Jr. runs it. Oh yeah, or Elvis. (laughs) His bio is imagine all the people living life in peace. Fuck you. Quotes in John's words. Oh, managed managed by the John Lennon estate. Mm-hmm. Um, his last tweet was: "People asking questions, lost in confusion. But well, I tell them there's no problem, only solutions." Mm. And you say that they don't have good lyrics. Yeah. Well. I mean, what are we doing? Why am I, <laughs> <laughs> folks? We're this is, this we're, is the show. we're we're back. You know, <laughs> what do you think is? What do you think Ringo's? Um, uh, zodiac sign. <laughs> oh, I because I'm convinced the irony is our true god. I bet he's a Libra because I'm a Libra. Um. Well, you know what? His birthday was very recently. <gasps> Happy birthday, Ringo. Um. He's a cancer. His his birthday he sure is. was huh? <laughs> his birthday was actually guess when it was? Was it July seventh? Oh yeah. yes, peace and love. Okay. It all comes okay. Okay. full okay. circle. Okay, I, I'm I'm thinking less. It could just be he wants people to acknowledge his birthday. Yeah, yeah. But just say that. You don't, like, hint that you want a pony. You ask for the fucking pony. Well, you know what I say to that? Ooh-wee, <laughs> which is the next track we're going to listen to right now. There's no way this is good. <laughs> dun, 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 dun.
I just identified what the feeling is of listening to this music. It's like shopping at an outlet mall. Mm. Yeah. Everything is familiar, but just... Kind of just bad quality. Like they have a Kenny Rogers Roasters in the food court. Like... They have a Auntie Anne's instead of a Wetzel's Pretzels. Just like everything's kind of like And it's like, off. if I look around this Van Houston store long enough, I'm bound to find like... A, You'll find something. I'll find something that's like I could I could sort of wear like, you know, if I have like... A, I can keep it in my car as like a backup shirt. Yeah. You know? it's like, and it's not terrible. Yeah, no, it's not awful. It's just... Like the Sparrows only have has one oven, but like fuck it, whatever. Yeah. You know, Ringo was he like Dave Grohl before Dave Grohl? You know, the drummer of Ooh. a very popular band, and then you. So is Dave Grohl the better Ringo star? The I more mean, successful I Ringo mean, star. I. I Submit that he's the worst Ringo star. But, really? I mean, no. I, I, oh, okay. <laughs> no, I don't have a strong opinion about Dave Grohl. No, so I don't, um, I don't know. no. Dave Grohl's good. No, he's obviously yeah. He's the he's the better Ringo star. Uh, he could write music. Or he can write music. He can write his own. Yeah, this is. He's like I've been I've been the number four for long enough. Now yeah. I'm going to be number one. I'm gonna I'm gonna. I'm going to be the one singing. There's no good way for me to make a joke about him being responsible for Kurt Cobain's death, right? Not with that attitude. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just trying to figure out a way around it. There's no way. Because then it ultimately becomes about, like, making fun of suicide, which isn't Mm -mm. fun. Mm -mm. I tried, everyone. You tried. I did try. Um, Richard Starkey. <laughs> he was born at 9 Madron Street in Dingle, <laughs> an inner city area of London. <laughs> I mean, he, Dingle, like yeah. Dingleberry. Yeah. That's, he, he was cursed from birth to be this goofy bastard. I kind of love him. Dingle. He's the only child of confectioners. I really thought you were going to say confederate. <laughs> confederate. <laughs> confederate confectioners. Uh, yeah, uh, cosplayers. Richard, <laughs> Richard Starkey and Elise Gleave. Um, By the way, I was watching Great Moments with Mr. Lincoln the other day, which is a thing at Disneyland that you can do. Um, they, have this mo- they have this segment in it where they sing this song about two brothers you know it's about the country being split apart yeah and they for years it has always been it's been the same song two brothers on their way two brothers on their way one wore blue one wore gray one was gentle one was kind and they apply it to both like it's supposed to be just like this difference of opinion mm-hmm. and i just, for the first time in my life wanted to stand up and yell one of them fought to enslave human beings. <laughs> yeah. 
and I realized we're fucked. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's this presentation that's doing everything in its power to make it like, see, they were both, they both. were both doing the exact same both. thing. <laughs> both sides. <laughs> both sides. Let's not go down that road. No, yet. no. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, listen, who the the audacity for this Wikipedia editor to unless he said so, I don't know. So, uh, this is from his early life section for for Richard Starkey, aka Ringo Starr. Elsie, his mother, adopted an overproductive approach to raising her son that bordered on fixation. Mm. How do you know? Subsequently, Big Richie, as Starkey's father became known, lost interest in his family, choosing instead to spend long hours drinking and dancing in pubs, sometimes for several consecutive days. I want to get into like the Ringo Starr like fan forums and yeah. shit, like the Reddit of his community. Yeah, because some of the discussions in there have to be insane. But do you think anyone genuinely like really loves Ringo Starr? I think everyone loves him as like a as like a, ironically. I, I I think it's just like Jimmy Buffett. There are people who really are into this mediocre shit, <laughs> and I don't know what what it is. It's just something about maybe his personality, or it's like oh, it's whimsy and like. For some reason, I think that he has a following that at its core is actually into Ringo. And that fascinates me. Why does it fascinate you? I'm a (laughs) fucking legend, man. You prick. Peace and love. it's, It's just like... It's like having a strong opinion about, like... Not the existence of mashed potatoes, but like a specific pot of mashed potatoes. Like, I think we can all get on board with mashed potatoes are great, but then this would be like someone being like, these are the best mashed potatoes I've ever had. And you kind of want to like talk to them and be like, we're talking about mashed potatoes here. Yeah. <laughs> or they're like, the mashed potatoes at... Um, the Seven Eleven on like <laughs> Main and Third. Yes. That's where the fuck it's at. It's yeah, like, it's like this... you're, you're joking. Uh, like, no, Kroger has the best yeah. store brand powdered mashed potatoes, okay. and I will fight to this death <laughs> to defend them. <laughs> Let's listen to the next track. We're not going to listen to the whole album on this episode because we're already <laughs> almost at an hour, and and. Uh, we we got to ease into it, but so, <laughs> this track is called "Husbands and Wives." Oh God, what do you think the first lyric is going to be? Let's both take a guess. Or like, what what kind of lyric is it going to be? It's going to be, and it's going to be. I wouldn't be surprised if it was just straight up husbands and wives. Okay, but I don't think it is. I think it's like he's going to be. It's going to be him, like, introducing a scene. Okay, like describing a location? Yeah. Or something? Or, or like, he's... I think it's going to be a story song. I think it's... or And it's going to be, like... What year is this? 74. Okay. Year of Our Lord. 
I th- yeah, I think he's probably going to be trying to do like a David Byrne. And I know this is pre-David Byrne, I think. Yes, it is. Um, but he's going to be trying to do a David Byrne kind of thing where it's just like, here, I'm going to set the scene of not necessarily the place, but like the dynamic. And I think the point of the song is going to be like, husbands and wives, they really got it going on. <laughs> I'll say he's going to, the first lyric is going to be like some describing something abstract like love. Like, oh, love is like um, a, a disco ball. <laughs> but right. I think everyone wins if the first line is husbands Husband. yeah, and yeah, wives. Yeah. <laughs> Pensive, acoustic. <laughs> Two broken hearts. So it's we're both, we're both sort of right. He's kind of describing a thing, but like. Uh, I'm feeling pretty good about yeah, my yeah, prediction. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's good. You're, In all seriousness, you have Paul McCartney singing this song and put it on one of the previous Beatles albums, it's immediately going to be in some Cirque du Soleil production. Well, I was just about to say, of the four tracks that we've listened to so far, this is my favorite. It is not. It's, it's legitimately not bad. It's not bad. But you put it on an album with that album cover, and of course you're going to make fun of it. What is the story behind this? And if sure, if you haven't Googled it, Google it. He's like coming out of a spaceship, and there's a giant <laughs> spaceman next to him, and it's like Lazy Metropolis. Yeah. Oh, this, so we found we found the pair of pants that we can wear at the outlet mall. I think I figured out why we both kind of like this song. <laughs> you didn't write it. It's a cover. Yeah, <laughs> it's a song first recorded by American country music singer Roger Miller, uh-huh. released in 1966. <laughs> I. I can we hear the original? Because I want to. Oh, yeah. I want to see if it's different at all. It's also was covered by the Everly Brothers and Neil Diamond, Ooh. Brooks and Dunn. <sighs> it, it, it's Occam's Razor. Yeah, it's Acapella Razor. <laughs> the simplest explanation for why we like the song it's is that someone else's, someone else's yeah. Yeah. And I bet it's someone else's arrangement entirely. Like I bet it's like Neil Diamond's arrangement or something. Oh, Ringo. It's like he's... It's like a worse version of Brian Ferry. It's really interesting. Okay, here's Roger Miller's version. Okay. 
Yeah. When was... Here, I can look this up. Oh! Well, that makes sense. Husbands and wives, a man and a woman singing. Because, as we all know... Ringo should have sung in a lady voice. <laughs> Maybe he's Ringo's being a progressive. He's like, hey, marriage isn't just between a man and a woman. It could be between a man and himself. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hold on, husbands and wives and wives, Neil Diamond. Oh God, he did. Oh, yeah. so Neil Diamond is seventy-one. So he did it first, and then so yeah. Ringo did it after yes. Neil Diamond. Here's the Neil Diamond version. This sounds this very is Neil Diamond. Pretty, yeah. But the arrangement is straight up what Ringo started. Ba ba ba. Ringo, you. I want I bet. Oh, God. Okay. I get it. I got to see who. I bet it's the same producer. Let me see. I mean, it's possible that. Ringo didn't know that Neil Diamond did it. He's like, oh, no one's recorded this. This is a good one. I bet, I, I'm i willing to bet that whoever produced Goodnight Vienna is familiar, was familiar with Neil Diamond's version and possibly was the producer. Because Ringo Starr, he's, he's a big name. He's not going to pull like dog shit producers. Yeah. He'll, he'll get access to good producers. But not the best, which is probably the same area that the same producer pool that Neil Diamond's pulling from. So I bet it, whoever it was was just like, let's just do that. Yeah. Very possible. It's minimal effort. <laughs> Good night, Vienna. The title of the album is uh, Liverpool Slang. Could be from the Dingleberry area. <laughs> um, it's a phrase meaning it's all over, which we know it's not true because he released like 17 albums after this. So, um, man, as far as like professional ratings, this goes from two star all the way to four star. And the Encyclopedia of Popular Music gave it two stars, but all music gave it four stars. I think two and a half. No, I mean, two. Let's yeah. be honest, one and a half. Out of four or five? Out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I, it's... The highest it got was on the French SNEP album chart, which was number four. Five on the Danish chart. So I, I have this... I had a really interesting experience. Dingleberry. Um, working, when I worked at a gym for a period of time, mm-hmm. I, would, I got at least three people that would give me like their CD of like them performing music. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, I'm like, you're not giving this to the right person. And 
but they're like, no, I really want, I want you to listen to her. I want to hear what, cause you know, in conversation, like, oh, you're into music or whatever. And they think I'm going to just like give them positive feedback. Like, Hey, press record. Good job. Mm, they don't know you. No. And so like, and I, and so I, I, I have listened to these things in in a way that's like, okay, I'm actually going to try to come up with something positive. It's one thing positive to say because they're going to ask. Yeah. But at the same time, like, why should I care? We don't, I don't actually have a relationship with this person. Um, they, they, they shouldn't, they shouldn't care what I think. I'm just some person that like scans their card when they walk in a door. And so I would listen to it. And I'm like, I have absolutely no reason other than politeness to like this. Yeah. And I thought, what if I, what if we listen to everything like that? Like, what if we listen to this? Not like you and me, just we as people listen to this without any connection to it being Ringo Starr. It's like, this is just some douchebag that drives a truck in Rancho Cucamonga. And it's like, here, listen to this. Und- by that standard, it's definitely one star. But because it's Ringo Starr, and we, in some way, I think even me, in some way, I want to I give him a little bit of a bump up, because it's like, it's Ringo. He's, this should be good. And I think that, Subconsciously, that happens where it's just like, eh, is it really fair to give Ringo Ringo Star one star? You can give him two. You know, it's like, it's like, uh, do you really have to give my son an F? You can give him a D. And, you know, I happen to, you know, I, I contributed to the school's library. After all, isn't there something we can do here? Having and applying that, anyone who's given this shit four stars is insane. (laughs) But this is probably someone's favorite album. You're you're probably right. You're because I feel like yeah, every album is someone's. It's someone's favorite album. But what if this is the only one that's not? Someone's favorite album. If you're listening to this and you currently don't have a favorite album or you don't care or you just want to shut people up when they talk about music and favorite albums, do yourself the favor of just looking them straight in the eye and saying very seriously, Goodnight Vienna is my favorite album. And when they say who, hmm? what, it's like, you know, Ringo Starr's you know. third or fourth. Actually, you should even say Ringo Starr's third or fourth album. <laughs> so you're not really sure. And then, <laughs> and then when that douchebag gives you any shit for not being in for like liking it as a joke, you talk to them and you, you say like, are you telling me that you think that one of the Beatles can't produce my favorite album ever. We're talking about the Beatles, sir or ma'am. <laughs> Have you not heard of the most talented and important band the universe has ever farted out? I 
I, just, I, I had to double check that this wasn't because uh, the song was called All By Myself. And so <laughs> I was like, this can't be that song that he did. That'd be awesome. So I lied. I'm going to play one more song because um, apparently there, was an, there were bonus tracks added in 92, um, <laughs> two of which he wrote. Uh-huh. So this is one of the few songs on here that he actually wrote. And it's called Back Off Boogaloo. Definitely 92 production. Yeah, it's 20 years. We've had almost 20 years of music evol- musical evolution. Let's see, what it, let's see what it sounds like. Boogaloo. But it still sounds like a McCartney song. Yeah. Like, get back to where you won't yeah. get on. One of those. It's like, it, it is. It's McCartney songwriting without any... It's like, there's no pretense. And I think what he has learned from... The release from 1974 to that recording is you just get a bunch of people in the band, have people sing with you, do your drum fill stuff, but not too much. Have the instrumentation be like large, but not complex. Mm -hmm. Sprinkle some Beatles on it and people will hear the Beatles because you're a Beatle. And that's the audience. And I think in some ways he's actually less challenging for some people than Paul McCartney. Because Paul McCartney, you know, he's still under the impression that he can innovate. When really he's just doing the same shit. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's been two years, people. Yeah. So first we have to say we're sorry mm-hmm. for being, I don't know, too loud, uh, boring, um, offensive, uh, dingle boogaloo. <laughs> dingle boo. Um, but uh, yeah, um, t- tell us what you want. Um, if you want to hear something specific... Um, sound off on the Facebook group. Mm-hmm. It's still up and running, right? Yeah, we actually people are more active in it than they are in the Supreme Resort group, <laughs> and that podcast is still on. Hey, <laughs> no, but I think yeah, that is actually that is that would be helpful. Is if let us know where you want us to go from here. Yeah, and because and we will ignore you, we, <laughs> but <laughs> because there are at least there's. I'd say five people, granted, I think we know them all, but there's there's five people in there that are active. And Hell yeah. Yeah, let us know what, how you want us to move forward. Yeah. Um, let's take the last few minutes. Dan, tell us, um, give us a little life update. What are you, uh, what are you doing these days? Um, well. Uh, you mentioned the Supreme Resort. What is that? Uh, that is a podcast in which we talk about 
Disneyland and Disney World and which one's better. Yeah. Um, which has, it's sort of radicalized me against Disney World. Not intentionally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As these things do. Yeah, it's really weird. Like, I, I kind of don't want to go there anymore. <laughs> um, but yeah, just been doing the Disneyland thing a lot. Uh, dark turn, my dad's got Alzheimer's. Mm. Uh, so yeah. that's been interesting. Um, um, I'm currently, uh, there's not a lot, there's not a lot that like, it's weird. Cause I, the way things are right now, it's like, if you know me well, if you're in my life, I, 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 I think you would hear the news and see that I'm actually doing really very well and go like, Oh, okay. That's these things happen. And that's, it's, it's nice to see that you are, you know, thriving regardless. But if they're all things that if I were to share with a podcast audience that exists and is probably, probably smaller, but probably still exists. They would hear it and go, oh, that's super fucking depressing. <laughs> sure. <laughs> you know? Um, but it's all just, I mean, that's just, that's, that's life. And it's, it's, things are actually, they are challenging, but good. And they're challenging in ways that I can handle. And that's, it's nice to have that. Yeah. You know? Well, good. Good to hear. And I had three children. Yeah. Had. <laughs> I sold them. <laughs> for for parts. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's part of your, your journey, you know? It's just yeah. it's sentimental. You know, we all have our plan to be a millionaire, and we're all going to get there as Americans in our own way. You know, for some of us, it's, you know, having blood diamond money that you that you can make a car out of right for others it, <laughs> what are you talking about elon musk oh okay yeah, his, <laughs> that guy yeah i uh what a douche <laughs> i hate him uh my wife like was wanting to get a tesla mm-hmm. and i was just like no I actually judge people with Teslas just based on Elon Musk. Yeah, it's like he's <laughs> and granted, like she she comes back with the point of like, well, like is Bezos any better? And we use you can look behind you all those Amazon boxes. Yeah, yeah. It's like, well, at least he's quiet about it. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if yeah. you're gonna be a piece of shit billionaire, then like be do it so quietly. We've, we've learned nothing from comic book villains like mm. this. <laughs> just, yeah. I I rode in an Uber. And it was a Tesla, and it was the first time I had oh. ridden in a Tesla. And it is the most complicated thing. Like, it, nothing is intuitive. I'm trying to get in. He's like, yeah, just press the button. Like, Where's the handle? It's a button. Just press the button. <laughs> and I'm sure there are Tesla owners out there that are reasonable and fine and have no, like, they got it before Elon became a complete raging douchebag mm-hmm. outwardly. But this guy is just like, he is, he is an Elon bro. Like I'm, I, 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 the conversations we were having, I half expected him to like try to sell me crypto or Uh something. And he's just like, what's up, bro? (laughs) What's you got? Wait, 
just trying to make a conversation about like, so yeah, I gotta, I gotta go. It was at Disneyland. I went, it's all I do right now. It's Disneyland. Right. Um, I've become a cartoon version of myself. Um, it's like, yeah, was it, was it crowded? And I'm just like, in my head, I'm like, it's July. Like, yeah. First of all, you're an Uber driver. You know what's going on around here. Of course it's crowded. You're just trying to make conversation with me. <laughs> like, shut up. Yeah. How dare you? <laughs> like, you? idiot. It's not like, how dare you talk to me? But it's just like, I don't need conversation here. Yeah. We could just, you could just be like every other driver and just be like, I hey, just want to go to your hotel and that's fine. But this guy was the first <laughs> Uber driver I had. It's driving a Tesla and is behaving like a person you would expect a person to do. <laughs> have a tesla yeah like i really expected him at some point to turn around like actually turn around while driving because <laughs> like, you can do that yeah. <laughs> right and just be like hey bro did you notice i'm driving a tesla <laughs> <laughs> you know it's the t <laughs> the, the t on the front of the car it's like if a vape carpet and cartridge became a person sure <laughs> oh elon mm-hmm um, I saw The Vast of Night. I, this has nothing to do with anything, but I, I just saw this movie last night. I want to tell people about mm-hmm. it. It's called The Vast of Night. It's like this, it's on Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. And it's, um, I found out after the movie, because the movie was impressive to begin with. And then I found out is this, this guy, it's his first movie. It was made for less than a million bucks. And he's from Oklahoma, which is another bonus because mm-hmm. I'm from Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like this uh, lo-fi sci-fi. That's what I call it. It's like um, like a low-key type of sci-fi mm-hmm. where it's like not completely evident in sci-fi. Um, set in the 1950s, New Mexico. Check it out. That's all, that, that's all I'll say. But uh, as far as like stuff I've come across recently that I want to recommend to people, there's a movie called The Vast of Night. <clears throat> and of course, Morbius. I was going to ask yeah, yeah, yeah. if you could compare it to Morbius in it's, some way. It's it's it, it walked so Morbius could run. <laughs> Let's say that. Okay, that's <clears throat> fair. Anything else? I, I mean, see, make sure you see Morbius. In <laughs> yeah, this is all just one vehicle for <laughs> for Morbius. We've it's, we're a part of the Morbius marketing team. And, and when you get your ticket, first of all, don't get it online. So because that way you can show up to the box office, hand them your card, Look and just in the say eye. it's Morbin time. <laughs> <laughs> Morbi up, bro. Wait, now I feel like we should talk about. <laughs> we've, we've been. It's been so long. Uh huh. Hey, hey, man! Would you did you hear about this whole Will Smith slapping Chris Rock thing? Oh God! Oh God! That was crazy. It's so stupid. It's so stupid. It's so dumb. But it's like, <laughs> why did he do that? <sighs> he's he's it's he's gone crazy. I know this is from like months ago, gone but crazy. Oh, the world is yeah yeah. <laughs> oh. This has been We Love... Oh, uh, no, what is the, it called? Well, the, the Facebook group is We Love Dan Hates the Beatles. Oh, this has been We... Or, uh, this is Dan Hates, Dan the, hates Beatles. the Beatles. Dan Hates the Beatles. Dan Hates the Beatles. Josh, I love... But the, yeah, if there are any blues. world or cultural events that happened in the past two years that you would like our unique take on, please also let us know that. <laughs> Peace and love. Go fuck yourselves. I mean, we love you. <laughs> Bye.